G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, with the federal budget coming up on the 12th, let's get some more insights into things that are being said, things that are not being said with regard to what sort of things might be included in the budget. We've been talking about a few thought bubbles that have been coming from both sides of politics and from commentators about what ought to be and what might not be in the budget. Let's get some insight today from Dr. Rod St. Hill. He's the Dean of Business at the Christian Heritage College High education based in Brisbane. He's joining us. Hello, Rod. Welcome along to 2020. It's good to be with you again, Neil. Rod, when you think of the budget as an economist and as a Christian economist interested in long-term and big-picture issues, what are the things that are important for what you'll be looking for uh, in the Treasurer's announcements? Well, who knows exactly what he's going to say on, on the 12th of May, but Um, As a Christian economist, I like to look right into the future and ask myself the question, how big is government going to be in our lives as we move 20, 30, 40 years ahead? And um, not so long ago, the government published its intergenerational report, and that showed that if we maintain our policies on both the revenue side and the expenditure side of the budget... Uh, the size of the federal government will grow from around about a quarter of our economy to well over one-third of our economy. So it's about 25% of the economy at the moment. It'll, it's likely to grow to some 37%, and that has a lot of implications in terms of the degree to which government actually determines the amount of freedom that we have to operate in markets. So um, that's a concern to me. Uh, because obviously as government grows bigger and bigger, it's got to raise more and more in revenue. And uh, as it increases its expenditures, it has more influence on what we do on a day-to-day basis. So I think that's a fundamental question we have to resolve as a community. How big do we want government to be? And my inclination is to keep government as small as possible. Its role fundamentally is to restrain evil in our society and to promote the common good. Okay, when we talk big government, and what I can hear in the thoughts that you're expressing is that the government's already too big and needs to become smaller. What that means when the rubber hits the road is cuts to the public service and cuts to programs. Uh, That's always very unpalatable for governments, and uh, they get a lot of criticism whenever there's any suggestion of cuts. Oh, they certainly do, and of course there are lots and lots of vested interests, aren't there? But I think a fundamental question we have to ask is, what is it that governments do better than business? And uh, in terms of things like um, social welfare and creating jobs and raising incomes and so on, there's a very, very strong case to be made that we need to let business get on with the job. It's only through business that we can add to wealth in our society and uh, we need to do everything that we can to encourage sustainable businesses that can provide 
meaningful paid employment to people. It does seem to me that if the Treasurer goes down the line of thinking that you're suspecting that he might, and it seems to me that size of government will be one of those things that at least the federal government does have some control over, and if they can't get means to cut expenditure in the Senate because of the difficult situation there, they may well take it upon themselves to actually make these more drastic cuts. Are you, are you predicting that that might be what's on the Treasurer's mind? Um, look, I think this budget is going to be the hardest ever to, to predict. I, I think we're being softened up for more tax on wealthier um, households. And um, at, at the moment, of course, about 80% of the the personal income tax is paid by the 20% of the highest earning households in the nation. So the rich are already paying pretty substantial taxes. But um, I suspect that uh, the surcharge that was um, placed on the highest income earners, those earning over $180,000 a year, that will be um, extended or at least remain uh, in place. And I'm pretty certain we might see some changes in superannuation despite protestations from the um, the coalition government at this stage. Um, what I would like to see, though, is a lessening of our reliance on taxes on production, that is personal income tax and company tax, and more reliance on indirect taxes such as the GST. But I note that the uh, Labor Party has ruled out any cooperation on changes to the GST, and that, that disappoints me greatly because taxes on consumption such as the GST are much better for the economy than taxes on production such as personal income tax and uh, tax on company companies. Rod, it does seem to me that it's been so difficult getting measures passed through the Senate that any suggestion of any new measures uh, to cut expenditure uh, to increase revenue by way of taxation, it's going to be met with a barrage uh, from opposition parties. Uh, what are your thoughts about what, how the Senate might handle things beyond announcements that might try and rein in the expenditure and uh, try and increase the tax base? Oh, look, I think basically the only things that the Senate will agree to would be increasing the burden of tax on, on the higher income um, families and I actually think that's the wrong way to go. I think we should be doing the opposite, quite frankly, and encouraging uh, more production on the part of the private sector in our economy. I, I, I suspect that what we're going to end up with is not much change at all in the uh, budget on the 12th of May. I don't think that will do too much damage to our economy as long as that's only short term. And we really need to start thinking, what will our, or what do we want? as a nation 25 years from now? That, that's the really important question to be asking. I don't think we can continue forever uh, along the route that has been charted over the last 12 months or so. I, I mean, I think our political system is, is actually letting us down uh, because there's such a short-term focus at the present time and uh, we really should be doing all we can to demand of our politicians that they look into the long-term what will Australia be like 25 years from now? And uh, we know that Australia won't be better if we maintain the status quo. Uh, the government could, in fact, sit back and do nothing and eventually, simply through general rates of inflation in both uh, incomes and in prices in general, the government will increase its revenue 
It'll balance its budget, but the price we will pay as a community is that government will be much bigger in terms of its um, proportion of the overall economy. And what that inevitably means is that we will be trading off freedom for individuals to act in markets against activity of government. And I don't think that's anything that Christians at any rate would want in this nation. Well, always good getting your insights. Dr. Rod St. Hill, Dean of Business at the Christian Heritage College, uh, Higher Education College there in Brisbane. Uh, Rod, look forward to having a debrief with you to post-budget night on the day after the budget and uh, we'll take calls from listeners and looking forward to having you as part of that debrief team on the day. But thanks so much for sharing these insights with us today on 2020. You're welcome, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.